Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're walking through the pages of the Psalms, Colin, seeing what God reveals about himself. And we've reached Psalm 47 today. Yeah, this psalm always makes me smile because I remember my days as a a boy in in the choir. Uh, And, of course, we would chant the psalms. This was uh, in the Anglican Church. Clap your hands, all you nations. I can I can remember seeing it now. Clap your hands together, all you nations. I always used to think if any of us dead do it, we'd get a clip round the ear from one of the men in the <laughs> pew behind us. <laughs> and I suppose that was an introduction to the fact that uh, you know you can say the words of scripture, you can sing the words of scripture, and yet still not do them. And uh, so I think God really does intend us to clap our hands and be joyful when we're praising the Lord. And I know that's strange to many people in the way in which they worship, but it's very familiar to others. And uh, it was strange to me years and years ago, but now it's something that I love to do. I love to clap and, and sing and shout and really with cries of joy, shout to God with cries of joy. I mean, that is so different, isn't it, from the experience of worship that many people have. And God enjoys it. But God enjoys it, oh yes. But we want to focus on the Lord himself. This is what we're doing as we go through the Psalms. And the next verse is wonderful. How awesome is the Lord Most High, the great King over all the earth. You know, as we've been going through these psalms, I've had a very definite uh, purpose in mind. Uh, I've, I've just come back from, from a holiday, and I was reflecting while I was away on, on my purpose, really, over the years in ministry, what God has, has worked in me, the way in which God has wanted to use me to influence the lives of others. And I came to the conclusion, really, that you could sum up everything in the phrase to make God known to people. And I think, you see, this is is the real purpose of scriptures, and this is why the Psalms are such a rich resource for us, because they help us to know the Lord. Now, of course, all that the written word can do is to tell us about God. But what he wants in the power of the Holy Spirit is for us to know God in the way in which the scriptures speak. So it's true to say that God is the Lord Most High. It is true to say he is awesome. It is true to say that he is the great king over all the earth. But what God really wants is for us to know his awesomeness, to be in a relationship with him whereby he is awesome to us, awesome in not, not just our perception, but in our hearts. We, we sort of treat him as the awesome God that he is, and yet know him as father uh, in that very familiar and intimate way. 
He is the Lord Most High. He is the King. He is the one who rules and reigns over the eternal kingdom of God. And, and this is, to me, the most wonderful thing, that we can know intimately and personally the God who is so great, the God who created the universe, the God who subdues nations under us, peoples under our feet, the God who gives us such a wonderful inheritance uh, because he loves us. And this is the amazing thing about God, so great, so transcendent, and yet so personal and so intimate. God clearly encourages us to praise him, Colin. Now, what is it about praise? What does it do? What does it unlock? Well, of course, true praise and true worship focus on God himself. They don't focus on us or our experiences of God. I don't believe that real worship is singing about our experiences of God, but is doing what we read in the book of Revelation, where all the heavenly host are focusing on the Lord, that he is great, mighty, wonderful, awesome, all honor, might, dominion, power, glory, belong to him. Uh, to the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb who sits on the throne, and so on. Everything is focused upon the Lord. Now, that's real worship. And uh, this is why I like the Psalms and, and why, as we go through the Psalms, we're picking out the way, especially, that it does help us to focus. They do help us to focus on the Lord. You see, in verse 5 of Psalm 47, God has ascended Amid shouts of joy, the Lord, amid the sounding of trumpets, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. I mean, this is exultant. This is victorious. This is, this is speaking to us of, of, of the ability to praise God in such an exuberant, mighty, and expansive way. And that's what I love about our worship in Kingdom Faith because that's the way we do actually worship God on a Sunday. And any, any listeners that have ever come to faith camp will have experienced that kind of worship with thousands of people uh, worshiping God in this expansive, triumphant, mighty, exultant way. And yet at the same time, knowing the the intimacy of his holy presence, that awesomeness when, when you are meeting with God in worship. And I, I believe that's, for, from our point of view, the most important thing about worship. From God's point of view, it's to give him all the glory, honor, and, uh, and praise that is due to his name. From our point of view, it enables us to meet with him. And the more you meet with him in worship, the more he is able to impact your heart and life. Does it also help to reveal to us, Colin, that you know, God is ultimately in control? There's nothing that can push him around. Nobody can tell him what to do. He knows what he's about. Yes, I mean, it says in verse 8 of Psalm 47, God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. And one of the things I, I've come to learn about God is that if he says anything, that's it. I mean, whatever he says, he will do. And nobody and no nation and no demonic power can prevent him from doing what he says he would do. How did he create? He spoke, and it was done. And this is the great thing, that when you hear God speak and give promise in Scripture, you know 
You know that you know that you know that what he says will happen. And when God speaks to us prophetically by the Spirit, when we're really hearing God, not just our own imagination, then we can be absolutely sure that God will do what he has promised because he is the faithful God. Now, sometimes we we like to believe that, but it doesn't seem like that. What is your advice for sort of hanging on, as it were, until we see the word of God actually come about? Well, the scripture says that Abraham, who is always uh, sort of the father of faith, really, in scripture, he he is um, the father of all those who become believers. Um, He inherited the promises by faith with patience. And the difficult part about the walk of faith is the patience. It's having the patience to understand that we will never rush God. We will never hurry God. God will never do before his appointed time what he has chosen to do. And, you know, the the purpose of prayer is not for us to try to get God to do things. I think that's a a, a great mistake that people make. But prayer lines us up with the will of God so that he can reveal to us what he wants to do and we can pray into being and we can pray our lives, if you like, into the place where God will be able to use us to do what he has planned and purposed to do. I don't, I don't believe God is sitting on his throne, you see, listening to all the people praying to him all over the world and then having a consultation with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and saying, well, now what should we do in answer to all these prayers? I mean, God already knows. He already sees the end from the beginning. He has already planned what he will do. And it, it, it's for us to fit in with God's great and mighty and wonderful plan. So does that take us to the next psalm? Yes, which is another great exultant psalm. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Uh, you know, he, he, he is the great king. He is the one who reigns in the heavens and he reigns over the earth. Uh, he, he makes his people secure. Um, It says in verse 9, Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. We have this great sense of, of God being over everything, working out his purpose in the history of the nations, knowing that God always acts in righteousness and justice and truth. His judgments are always right. And therefore, in the end, ultimately, God will vindicate the truth. And he will vindicate all those who hold fast to the truth. And that's something that we all need to to bear in mind because uh, Jesus says that it's knowing the truth that enables us to live in freedom. And I love verse 14 of Psalm 48. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 